Wide receiver Chris Godwin headlines the first Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury report heading into week three as they get set to take on the Denver Broncos this weekend. And I'm joined by Patrick Coyote and Zach Seegers to help preview the Tampa Bay Buccaneers upcoming week three contest against the Denver Broncos on Crossover Thursday here at the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buck Nation, and welcome to your crossover Thursday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL and proud sponsor of the Locked on Bucks podcast. I am your host today, David Harrison. James Yarko has the day off. And I'm sure all of you guys are excited to see the Buccaneers get their second win of the season. But something else we want our listeners to get excited about is the offer that our friends at Nyko Sports have, offering an amazing football commemorating your Tampa Bay Buccaneers along with new quarterback Tom Brady becoming the main guy for the Bucs. This football is a limited edition, just 2,020 of them made with all of the stats for Tom Brady along with a panel that has an image of Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, and Levante David. This football is now selling like crazy. This is a full-size Rawlings official football. The panel with all of Brady's stats is fully embossed. The second panel has the Bucks logo with the championship history and franchise history. And the best part of it, guys, is the football is only $99. All you have to do is call 1-800-345-2868 right now to get your hands on this commemorative football and add it to your memorabilia collection. That number again is 1-800-345-2868. You can also order online at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com. And make sure to mention the Locked On Bucks podcast. And now it's time for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story. I am David Harrison of the Locked On Bucks podcast. On Wednesday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Denver Broncos each released their initial injury reports as both teams head towards their week three matchup against each other in Denver, Colorado. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the biggest name on the list has to be wide receiver Chris Godwin still dealing with concussion protocol for the NFL, but encouraging news coming out of the Advent Health Training Center in Tampa, Florida, as Godwin was a full participant in Wednesday's practice. Joining him on the injury report were two other wide receivers as Justin Watson did not practice with a shoulder injury and Scotty Miller was listed as a limited participant with the team citing a hip slash groin injury as the cause of what kept Miller from being a full participant in Wednesday's practice. On the offensive line, left tackle Donovan Smith was also a limited participant with the Buccaneers citing a knee injury as the reason for Smith's absence. And outside linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul was also listed with a knee and as a limited participant. For the Buccaneers wide receiver group, this marks three weeks in a row to start the season that the group has a significant presence on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury report. Of course, going back to week one, Mike Evans coming up with a hamstring injury late in the week, leaving his status in question leading up almost all the way to the beginning of the game against the New Orleans Saints. Of course, he was able to go, ended up being a limited contributor to the Buccaneers efforts and eventual loss there in week one did bring in a touchdown. And then, of course, in week two against the Carolina Panthers for the home opener, wide receiver Chris Godwin had to miss that game due to that concussion that he apparently suffered 
during the week one contest, however, did not exhibit signs or symptoms of the concussion until later in the week leading up to the week two matchup against the Panthers, ultimately missing that game, but does appear to be fully on schedule to return for week three against the Denver Broncos. In his absence, of course, Scotty Miller and Justin Watson, two of the wide receivers on the Buccaneers roster who tried to make up for that loss, both of whom now suffering from ailments of their own. So definitely names to watch as we get closer to this week three matchup. Scotty Miller probably a little bit more encouraged as he is a limited participant, meaning he missed even one rep or one drill from the practice today. He has to be listed as a limited participant. Meanwhile, Justin Watson not practicing at all, a little bit more concerning, but still Thursday and Friday's injury reports to look out for Donovan Smith with that knee as a limited participant, still encouraging anytime your left tackle is still at practice at all. It's encouraging. It's an encouraging sign for the following week. And then Jason Pierre Paul also limited participant. You expect that Tampa Bay Buccaneers pass rush to really do everything they can to get after young Jeff Driscoll as he steps in for the injured Drew Locke. Unfortunately for the Denver Broncos, their injury report much longer than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers following their own Wednesday practice. Cornerback Devontae Harris, running back Philip Lindsay, and of course quarterback Drew Locke all listed as players who did not practice on Wednesday. Defensive lineman Jarrell Casey, defensive end Shelby Harris, wide receiver Jerry Judy, and safety Trey Marshall, limited participants. Tackle Garrett Bowles, tight end Jake Butt, wide receiver Tyree Cleveland, and another tight end listed as full participants, even though they are on the injury report. Of course, earlier on Wednesday, the Broncos placed former Buccaneers safety converted into linebacker Mark Barron on their injury report, or placed him rather on their injured reserved, meaning he will miss at least the next three weeks of their season, including this week three matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At the time of this recording, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are considered six-point favorites to win this Week 3 matchup. That, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook, we'll have to see if these injuries and how they develop throughout the week changes that line at all or how better interactions and activities change the line as the Buccaneers get set to travel to Denver, Colorado for their Week 3 matchup. Before we get to that, though, I need to talk about you and your vehicle and how you repair and maintain your car. Keep those injuries to your vehicle from impacting your pocketbook because maintaining your vehicle means saving you money that you can then use for other important things like your mortgage or food or whatever you decide to spend your money on. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership that you can buy on Rock Auto? Com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com offers the same price for everybody and they're always reliably low. Rockauto.com offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login to shop. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, so go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Back again here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Crossover Thursday, talking week three between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Denver Broncos. I'm David Harrison. Find everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and on Twitter at DHarrison82. Joined by Patrick Chioti, who you can find on Twitter at Patrick, C-H-I-O-T-T-I, and Zach Seegers on Twitter as well at Zach underscore Seegers. That's C-H for Zach and S-E-G-A-R-S. 
can hear us uh, weekly on Locked On Broncos with Cody whenever he has us on as guests. Uh, you can also find our work uh, at profootballnetwork.com. You can find some more of my work at uh, with the first pick and pigskinnut.com. You can find me over there at Pro Football Network, you know, with Patrick, with Cody. That's where all our, our Broncos writing is. Um, and then also over there on Mile High Sports, where I write a, a few articles for a week for them, you know, a game preview, game recap, all, all that good stuff. Of course, for the Denver Broncos, that injury to Drew Locke, so much anticipation and excitement for that new Denver Broncos quarterback there. A young guy, unfortunately, Bad fall onto his throwing shoulder injury there. So he's going to be out. Jeff Driscoll now elevates to that starting position. Um, stat wise, maybe not exactly the, the sexiest outing, but when you consider that he came in for an injured quarterback and was going against a pretty stout uh, defense, lost his number one wide receiver, had to rely on Jerry Judy, essentially kind of filled that number one role, also banged up in that game. I mean, when you put it all into context, really not a bad performance by Jeff Driscoll. And guys, what are your guys' thoughts about Driscoll entering this week three competition, because we know the Broncos added uh, Blake Bortles, obviously not going to be ready to go by the time he gets COVID cleared. No way that you can expect him to be ready to fire off by week three by Sunday. And then Brett Rippon on the practice squad. Uh, first of all, I guess part of the question is, which one of those guys do you expect to be the active backup, honestly? And then what do you what are your expectations for Driscoll to run this offense in week three? Yeah, I think that's a it's a good question. Yeah, in, and it really the backup uh, that is active is really going to depend on that COVID test. Um, you know, if, if Bortles comes back clear, I'm sure that they'll, you know, they'll just keep him active um, and and try to avoid bringing up Rippon. Uh, if if something happens, I'm I'm sure they'll make Rippon the active quarterback. He's he's he has more experience, and and honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they just do that anyways. Um, but it it would only be because he has experience in the system. He knows the playbook well enough. Um, so if he does need to be that emergency guy, he can be. Uh, as far as Driscoll goes, you know, going back and, and really looking at that Pittsburgh Steelers game, um, he didn't do a terrible job with some things. Um, there were a lot of things that, you know, clearly showed, okay, this guy is a backup quarterback. This guy did not get any practice reps during the week. And mainly it was just his, when he held the ball too long, he gave up six sacks against the Steelers. And I know it's the Steelers and, and they have uh, TJ Watt and Bud Dupree, and they have this really good pass rush, but six sacks is a lot of sacks for you to give up on offense. Uh, and, and that really goes back to holding on to the ball too long, not making the right reads quick enough. Uh, and, and if you go back and you look at that film and, and the play that really stuck out to me the most uh, was the fourth and two within two minutes of the game. Um, you know, he, he had Tim Patrick and he had Melvin Gordon in the middle of the field. Both of them were open for, for the pass and, and he just held the ball a tick too long and got sacked. So for me, I just need to see him be more decisive. And I understand that that comes with practice reps and what have you. Uh, but I really just need to see him be more decisive with the ball, get the ball out. And he did throw the ball extremely well. I mean, the, the wheel, the wheel route that he threw to Melvin Gordon for the touchdown was a beautiful ball. It was perfectly placed. It had just enough loft on it. It was a perfect pass. Uh, he, and he had a couple of passes to Noah Fant, the touchdown to Noah Fant and the pass along the sideline that Fant kind of bobbled, but was able to keep in. Those were great passes. And, you know, if Driscoll can just make those easy throws, uh, and, and really take advantage because the Bucks defense, their run defense is really good. He's going to 
have to attack them through the air. So he's going to have to hit the quick passes when he needs to make his pre-snap reads and really determine uh, the, the next move that he wants to make because he won't have a ton of room for error. Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks when it comes to taking advantage of certain situations. And, and if he takes anywhere near the amount of sacks that he took against the Steelers, he's going to be in for a rough day. I really do want to see Driscoll succeed because like you said, he's he's been put in some really crappy situations, you know, in, in Cincinnati and then with Detroit. Uh, but he does have, he does have athletic ability. He has a decent enough arm to get the job done. I really want to see him be able to just keep the offense afloat. I'm not going to sit here and say he needs to throw for 350 and four touchdowns, but just do enough. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's going to be the mantra with Driscoll. And that's why I think if you're the Broncos, you've got to be happy with what you saw. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, what you saw from him against the Steelers. Um, they they might be the best defense in the league. And for him to move the offense like he did and, and put up 21 points on that defense, I, I really don't think you're going to get much better than that out of Driscoll. Like I'm with Cody. He needs to speed up his processing, you know, maybe with more work with the first team guys. And, and as, as you know, this backup run for him uh, goes on, you'll, he'll get faster and he'll improve some. But I think if he plays as well as he did against the Steelers, not saying it's great by any means, it wasn't, but that's what you can be happy with as a Broncos fan. Your expectations shouldn't be much higher than that because in training camp, he was much, much worse than how he looked in that Steelers game. I remember the conversation um, entering the season was, uh, Drew Locke better not go down. I think we even said it multiple times on uh, the Locked on Broncos podcast with Cody, just uh, Drew Locke better not go down. Because if he does, the Broncos are in big trouble behind Locke. Um, and, and Driscoll pleasantly surprised me against the Steelers. I think you want to see him, like Patrick was saying, improve even more. Uh, he's going to have to play better, uh, you know, to beat the Bucs. Um, but really, I think the pressure shifts to your defense because your ceiling is capped so much lower with Driscoll than it is with Locke. Like if, if, if the Broncos offense puts up 21, 24 points with Driscoll at quarterback, you got to be happy with that and you just got to take it and you got to be hoping your defense, which is also severely undermanned both in regards to uh, pass rush and pass coverage against, you know, Tom Brady, as Patrick was saying, once again, one of the best dudes in the league at this uh, with one of the best receiving cores in the league. Um, and you're going to have to keep him under 24 to stay in this game. Cause even if Driscoll plays like the best game of his career, you know, it's hard to imagine dropping a 30, 30 burger, on a Bucks defense led by Todd Bowles that I think, you know, even despite all the the Hollywood headline names there on offense, the the defense is the real strength of this Bucks team. And, you know, it's going to be tough for Driscoll to have much success against it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Very intelligent comment by you there, Zach. Uh, the Buccaneers defense, probably the part of the of this team that doesn't quite get enough love, especially that secondary coming in, uh, quoted by some people as being ranked 32nd in the National Football League. They have definitely worn that as a badge of honor to come out here. Uh, in 2020 and prove everybody who doubted them wrong. And and so far they've, they've done a pretty good job. And I don't know how many Buccaneers fans are being vocal about it, but you have to believe there's a pretty solid population of the Buccaneers fan base that pretty much thinks this is going to be a slam dunk, but there is a player with ties to the Denver Broncos. And you knew his name was going to come up in this conversation today because he's coming back to Denver for, for, for the first time since leaving the Broncos franchise, signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and becoming with, with, what most Bucks people would tell you should have been the 2019 defensive player of the year. And of course, talking about outside linebacker, 
Shaq Barrett. Guys, uh, are you looking forward to seeing him come back for one? Obviously not as opponent, but just as, as the player and from watching him there for all those years with the Broncos. And what do you expect from him in week three coming into Denver with zero sacks so far in 2020? Oh man, uh, I mean, what can't I say about Shaq Barrett? It, that dude is a is a baller. Uh, what he did last year in Tampa Bay was nothing short of spectacular, but it it really didn't come much of as a, a surprise to us Broncos fans. Um, this was a guy who really, you know, f- especially for the local people, you know, being a, a Colorado State product and and uh, and and being an undrafted rookie, you know, he he was that prototypical like. Broncos budding star, you know, and, and it really was unfortunate to see him go. Um, you know, it, it just, the cards didn't fall in his favor. And, and especially after the team took Chubb and saw what they had in him, it, it kind of just was the writing on the wall for Shaq. Um, I, I think that he's a, a phenomenal player. I think that he learned a lot and he really was in, in the best situation possible. Um, when he started his career because he had not only did he have Von Miller, but he also had DeMarcus Ware and and Von Miller picked up a lot of things from DeMarcus Ware. So I can only imagine what Shaq Barrett picked up from both of those guys. And we saw a bit of it last year. Um, You know, I I just remember last year (laughs) seeing all these people say, who is this guy who, you know, as he's just going on these tears um, and, and, I had to sit back and and just say, man, that that's a former Bronco. Um, as far as seeing him this weekend, you know, it, <laughs> I'm going to be really happy to see him go up against the Broncos. I know those revenge type games are always fun. Um, I, I'm not looking forward to him working up against Garrett Bowles because he he's known Bowles for you know a few years now, and they practiced against each other. Um, uh, and maybe if he's on Elijah Wilkinson's side, that makes me even uh, a little more concerned. Um, but I, I just think that he's a he really is a phenomenal talent and and he really was one of the more underrated pieces um, from our Super Bowl run because he he played that rotational pass rush role uh, and he and he played it very well. So he was a big part of the Broncos long term success over those uh, those few years and especially in that Super Bowl. Yeah, Pat, Pat hit the nail on the head there. I mean. You had him come in as an undrafted free agent behind Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware, and an often forgotten but a legitimate first-round pick in Shane Ray that the Broncos also had big plans for. Um, and, and so he was always towards the back end of that that edge rusher depth chart, and the, he was an integral part of that Super Bowl 50 winning team, even though he was or he started the season as their, you know, their fourth pass rusher. Um, he was, he was a key piece because he allowed Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware, uh, more important for Ware because he was older to constantly stay fresh and for that defense to still generate the same amount of pressure, um, because they could just rotate him out constantly. There were games, the, the Browns game sticks out to me as one where he was the best pass rusher the Broncos had. And we're talking about Von Miller, a first ballot hall of famer. Uh, in his best season, arguably, of his career. And DeMarcus Ware, um, a first ballot Hall of Famer as well, and then a first-round pick. And there were games where Shaq Barrett was the best pass rusher on the field. So he's a, a very special talent. All that said, I don't think you're going to see many 19-sack seasons out of the guy. Um, I love him. I, I want more 19-sack seasons out of him. But I think that w- that was just the season where the stars aligned. I think he can be a consistent double-digit sack guy. And if the Bucks were to sign him to a big extension, he'd be worth it. Um, I, I just do think the 19-sack the number was a slight anomaly. Um, 
Well, one thing I did want to circle back to you, you mentioned how, you know, the Bucks fans are thinking this is a bit of a slam dunk. I, I would caution that perception. You know, the Broncos lost with all these injuries surprising them. They didn't have the, the opportunity to game plan for it. Uh, and they had a, a weird uh, safety. Uh, a lot of things went against them. They had a dropped uh, interception. They had a push off that wasn't called that led to a touchdown. And they lost to the Steelers by five on the road. Um, now they're back home. They can game plan with, for this uh, depleted squad. And and I'd pick the Bucks. I got to put money on it. I'd pick the Bucks. And I'm not coming here as a Broncos homer. My my dad lives in Palm Harbor. My grandfather's a diehard Bucks fan. Uh, I I would be worried if I was a Bucks fan. You know, like this is not a slam dunk. Vic Fangio's squad is built to play you close, to play you tough, to make you fight for a victory. And even though the Bucks should win, and all the matchups, the key matchups, favor them in a big way. Uh, I, I don't think this is a slam dunk. This Broncos roster uh, is not going to just go into the night quietly. I mean, anybody not expecting the Denver Broncos uh, to come out, like we said, putting it all on the line, uh, have another thing coming on Sunday. And coming up, guys, we're going to flip the script a little bit. Broncos country has some questions, I'm sure, about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're going to let Patrick and Zach throw those at me, and I'll do my best to answer those as they have answered our questions for Bucks Nation on today's episode, on today's crossover Thursday episode here at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brought to you today by my bookie. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code Locked On and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. And if you win over at MyBookie, you can turn that money into brand new memorabilia for your man cave, your office, your living room, what have you. And of course, we've got the perfect item for you to do so. I can't get over how amazing this Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tom Brady commemorative football looks. This football is saluting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This football will become the best piece of your memorabilia to own for the quarterback that gets us back to championship contention. All footballs come with a certificate of authenticity along with an image of Brady, Gronk, Godwin, and Levante David, a panel with the Bucks franchise history, and a fully embossed panel with all of Tom Brady's stats. This is a limited edition, only 2,020 of them, and only for $99 it can be yours. So call now at 1-800-345-2868. That number again is 1-800-345-2868. Tell them that Locked On Bucks sent you. You can also order online at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com and mention the Locked on Bucks podcast. All right, guys, back here to wrap up this crossover Thursday episode. Patrick Coyote, Zach Seegers, and David Harrison here talking week three Denver Broncos and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And gentlemen, you have been so gracious to answer my questions about the Denver Broncos. I'm going to give you this time now to throw some questions at me about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before we get to our final picks for the week. Looking at this, uh, looking at this Tampa Bay team and, and how they're coming in uh, to this Broncos game, you know, it, it's tough to, it's tough to find a, a, a spot where you would have a legitimate concern. Um, but I, I guess my question for you would be, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, 
considering Brady's play through the first two weeks, facing a defense like Vic Fangio's defense, what are your biggest concerns for Brady in this offense going into this game? You know, I think the biggest concern for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense really has to be that continued effort to get that continuity and to get comfortable with each other fully. There's still mistakes. You saw them really big in week one, mistakes that they were making on some miscommunications, some misreads. Then you go to the Carolina Panthers game and there's still some miscommunications and some some things that they've got to clean up. Some of those growing pain signs, some of those signs that they're still not completely there. And if you're looking at it in the in the karmic world of the NFL gods, I mean, this really is kind of the best situation you can come into facing this Denver Broncos team. How scared should the Broncos be of this Buccaneers rushing attack? Yeah, that's really an aspect of this game that I'm really looking forward to seeing. But what I'm really looking forward to seeing is just how early Leonard Fournette gets involved in this game. So we saw in Carolina, he got involved later in the game and Bruce Arians went on record and kind of talked about how he liked having Fournette fresh for those later parts in the game to really kind of bleed that clock. Look back at last week and James Conner, 16 carries, 106 yards and a touchdown really just ran all over the Broncos defense, six and a half yards per carry average. I mean, to me, this is a game where Leonard Fournette could really make a lot of people a lot of money or fantasy money, fantasy points in the second half, even if Bruce Arians sticks to his guns and doesn't use him till later. But I kind of feel like this is the week we might see Leonard Fournette really get those. Is he taking the number one spot from Rojo rumors spinning? Because they're already starting to circle. But I think this is the game where if, if Leonard Fournette gets going early and he gets a couple of big runs against his Broncos defense, we might see Bruce Arians go with the quote-unquote hot hand and you can see Leonard Fournette have a big game. But now we've come to the, the moment of truth. Uh, and we don't have the full information, obviously. Again, still two more days left on, of injury reports to come out and everything. But as of right now, as we're sitting here recording this, the Buccaneers, according to mybookie.ag, six-point favorites uh, on, on the bylines there, on the betting lines if you're that kind of a person. So, guys, uh, we'll start with you. Do the Buccaneers win this game? Do the Broncos win this game? Or do who are you taking as far as against the spread? Uh, I'm taking the Bucks in this game. I, I think that um, you know I, I think that with Godwin coming back, that gives an, another weapon for Tom Brady to use. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's got experience playing at that altitude. You know, it, he's he's one of those guys that's been in Denver a lot. Um, and the way that the Broncos secondary has been playing, they've been giving up a lot. Uh, a lot of air yards and, and without that consistent pressure on the quarterback um, you know, it, it just gives Brady more time to dissect and, and that's always going to be a bad thing. So I, I am going to take the, I am going to take the bucks in this one. Um, but uh, you know, like, like we've said, don't fully count out the Broncos completely. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Patrick. Take the Bucs, uh, but don't count the Broncos out completely, and that's why I probably wouldn't bet this game. You know, I think the Bucs probably cover or, or get close to that six-point number. They might even cover. Uh, but Vic Fangio is just not going to lose many, you know, games by more than one possession. He'll lose some, but I think last year, you know, it was like the Chiefs games, where are the two that stand out as the – only ones that were one-sided to say, you know, I, I just think it's going to be close. It's, it's going to be hard fought. I think the bucks will kind of lead the whole time and be in control the whole time, but uh, the Broncos aren't going to make it easy on them. And uh, you know, they're going to get a little more, more fight than I think they'd expect. Yeah. You know, when I look at that six point line, I do think that the Buccaneers will be able to cover, but I don't think it's going to be like a two touchdown victory for Tampa there in Denver. I'm looking more like 10 points. 
I think 10 points is probably what we're looking at. And, and even that, I think you're talking about maybe like a, a field goal added to make it a 10 point game with two minutes and 40 seconds or something like that left in the fourth quarter. Uh, I've been covering the Buccaneers for, for a little while now, and this just kind of feels like the game in Buccaneers history is going to go down where the Bucs will win, but people outside the, the organization, the fan base, some of the local media will still look at it and say it's a moral defeat because they should have you know, blown this team out of their own stadium, something like that, heading into week four, where I actually feel like the Buccaneers offense will probably click better uh, than we've seen so far in this season in week four against the Chargers. But because they're playing a little bit more of a stout defense, maybe it doesn't look as pretty because that's just kind of the way things happen in the Buccaneers universe. So, yeah, I'm taking the Buccaneers. I do think they cover the spread. Like I said, I'm probably going as high as 10 points. So, you know, that spread lifts up during the season or during the week up to maybe eight points like it was against Carolina. Still probably pretty confident in that, but obviously less confident the higher that spread gets. Uh, So, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today's crossover Thursday episode here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We've been talking Broncos country and Bucks nation. Patrick and Zach, appreciate your time as always. Really wishing well to Cody Rourke, host of the Locked On Broncos podcast. Follow him at Cody Rourke NFL. Gentlemen, let the let the good people know where to follow you at as well before we head out of here. Yeah, uh, at Patrick Coyote on Twitter. That's P-A-T-R-I-C-K-C-H-I-O-T-T-I. You can find my work on Pro Football Network, pigskinnut.com, and at with the first pick. Uh, just want to say, you know, Cody, best wishes. Can't wait for you to recover. Um, yeah, find me on Twitter at Zach Seegers. Um, that's Zach with the C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. Um, got stuff on profootballnetwork.com slash Broncos. Uh, and then, of course, on milehighsports.com uh, as well. Uh, echoing Patrick's thoughts to Cody, you know, uh, best of luck to him. Hope he feels better. Um, you know, thanks so much for having us on to uh, fill in for him. And, uh, yeah, just, just thanks so much for having us. Yeah, definitely. We greatly appreciate you guys. Good luck to you guys and all of your endeavors. Good luck to the Denver Broncos on Sunday. Uh, and, and one more, one last time, I'm David Harrison. Follow me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find everything I'm doing covering the Buccaneers over at BucksNation.com. Bucks Nation, make sure you come back Friday as I welcome another guest to the show and we finish up our preview of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Week 3 matchup against the Denver Broncos going over key players matchups and bold predictions until we speak again be good to each other be safe and thank you so much for joining me right here at locked on bucks